My guru used to say to me, when I'd be upset about things in the world, he'd say, Ramdas, Ram don't you see it's all perfect? And I'd say, perfect, Maharaji. Starvation, hunger, all that. And he would cry about those things and say to me, yes, but don't you see it's perfect? Like, and don't you see it's perfect? Don't you see the plane at which everything is unfolding lawfully? And there are no errors in the game. And nobody leaves one incarnation a minute before the appropriate moment, nor a minute too late. Uh, yeah, you can arrive at the level of consciousness where you are identified, you're so, you're, you're so far back that you are aware of the law that brings about the end of that karmic form, and you are part of that which is, you could say, choosing it or allowing it or whatever, okay? And there are beings that take incarnation that way, that are, I mean, there are beings that take intentional incarnation that are never, like a Krishna or a Christ, they don't go to sleep and then wake up like we do. They just drop down to help us along or bless us or whatever. And ultimately you understand that who is there is you. And that you are your own guru, or you are your own god, or whatever. That's the ultimate merging. That's when... The question is, do we pick our uh, life script and our parents and all that? The question is, which we are you talking about? Who you think you are didn't. Who you are did. Who you are picked who you think you are. When you awaken from who you think you are, then you will know who chose. You, who you think you are, has no free will. You're being had. You are just lawful stuff unfolding. Who you are is free. Hello, welcome to the conversation, our mystical podcast, podcast of enlightenment, ascension, self-realization, and life, anything in life really, it's all connected, and you just listened to Ram Das, who had a great talk that I synchronistically listened to that shifted things in my life once again because I'm sure I've listened to this before and I listen to all this kind of spiritual information as a reminder of the states of being that one can 
embody at any time, really. In previous podcasts, I talk about how I strongly desire to have some sort of business, some sort of spiritual business. And then while listening to that, I realized what I was thinking about, dare I think, play with fire in such a way. But it's more of like considering what is the nature of destiny, and I was writing about it. And I realized that not a whole lot of people come to my work. There's only about 10 listeners maybe for this podcast, generally in this space-time format. Who knows in the future? But it makes me see things in different ways because I don't like to work, really. Most of our society is a work affair where we get up every day and we produce and be productive in society so that we may have all the things, material items, and a wife, and kids, and perhaps in the future a swimming pool and a nice Tesla car so we can be citizens. For me, I can't. It just, I can't. It, it, it feels like a waste spending eight hours a day in a place where you kind of stand around and talk about materially producing a thing or uh, shifting numbers around. I never had the affinity towards it. And it's the same with my spiritual business. Some people are saying more people are becoming entrepreneurs. This is the age of Aquarius, a yuppie or something. And that is perfectly acceptable towards certain people i don't know where my destiny lies but it seems to be not doing anything like ramana maharashi or other notable mystics in india probably uh even the more modern ones have displayed this kind of not caring about anything Jiddu Krishnamurti once said, you know what my secret is? I don't care about anything. I don't care about what happens. What a glorious state of being to embody, I would say. Seems to be the ideal state of being. I'm just kind of spitballing here because in reality I know these are all uh, thoughts that have no reality within the embodiment of alignment. So I often wonder... What life theme did I choose for myself? What am I supposed to really be doing in this life? And I feel it it's, can be the same for most people. You're just supposed to live it. <laughs> means whatever. Certain people have specific tasks they need to accomplish. And so they meet the people and do the tasks by going to the particular fields that require that study to accomplish said task for planet Earth. For me, I don't know. I, I just talk with people sometimes. I'm kind of here. But for me, there is a, a very specific state of being that I want to embody. And it doesn't require any game development or art, but certainly requires some sort of constant state of motion 
no podcast needed or anything like that. So I might be doing less work again. Kind of slowly swinging that pendulum down to a balanced point of mind. Because who's to say what her destiny is? Certainly feels like it will be some sort of collective endeavor that will allow people to have the abundance they deserve as God beings. Seems to me that there are many people that are attempting to do their passion, not getting there, have to work some menial job as a result. And that's part what this podcast is about. Though I'd like to shift it into more of what can help you self-realize. There is, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum meeting up to make plans. There's a new disease, coincidentally, during a war, coincidentally, all these things. And people are still saying, oh, you gotta vote red, or you gotta vote blue. It's not gonna be the way any change is gonna happen. Not at all. And... There is a growing political divide that is also occurring. Where it's easy to see. You just go online and you see people are entrenched in one point of view. Spiritual or otherwise. And perhaps there will be some sort of event or movement that allows people to coalesce more. Right now that is not so. I don't know how long it'll take. Certain random people say maybe <laughs> by the end of 2023. I don't know. But the uh, it was Julian Assange was extradited to America on the 17th, which is like a meat hook to my brain, going at, through PSYOP after PSYOP, wondering, will he reveal information in the court of law? That will change things. I don't know. Because it's well, what they're doing with him is just awful. Um, most people don't even know that we're arresting a journalist for being a journalist under the Espionage Act. And alright, let me get through all this stuff really quickly. I don't want to talk because I can't... I'm not the one that's going to be able to change anyone's mind about anything. So I just want to mention it so you can look it up yourself or you'll, you'll be there in your subconscious. There's going to be some sort of recession, possible... I don't know how bad it'll be, but there's, there's a food crisis going on, inflation going on, a housing bubble. And so perhaps in a year or two, possibly three, there will be some sort of a downturn, huge downturn, and it'll sustain itself. And maybe in that, there will be a, a greater positive change? I don't know. It seems really unlikely from my perspective right now. It seems like, whoa, this, this would have to be a monumental disclosure or revelation or a shifting of, of energy. For anything to happen. Uh, I wrote something down just for me. Because I know like some people want to get out there. 
and create a movement uh, or organize in ways. And that's probably the best thing one can do. But I don't see how that will work if everyone is uh, divided and has different perspectives. Positive societal change requires organization and then action. However, if no one is willing to organize because of disharmony in people of various views, then positive societal change requires harmony between others. There is no harmony within the self. There can be no harmony between others. Therefore, the greatest societal positive change is to integrate the disharmony within myself, which is just a note for me, but that can easily be the, the my of you ascension so this has been this is where i'm shifting the pendulum once again to the other side it's kind of what like ram das was saying other um, people who channel uh have been saying such as uh whatever the arcturians pleiadians sasani anyone <laughs> any disembodied being any m mystical human they say you just have to do less, Alan Watts. Do less, work less. You're, all of our strife has been because of this heightening need to change others. And it's tricky because there are people that definitely influence us with their subtleties. So disconnecting from that is also how we have to positively change ourselves as well. It's connecting from the media. And if pe people still watch that, still listen to it, and still believe it's g dispensing factual information, it's weird. And so what, what does it do? It just creates conflict in other people, creates more division, more segregation, because it's like uh, right and wrong more subjective than that is what I found and so the greatest way to harmonize is to harmonize with the self hmm? that is my plan anyway as I continue to do whatever it won't even matter for me now this whole endeavor of art and I don't know NFTs and writing books and stuff for I it's doesn't seem likely perhaps not even in my destiny for any of that to have any sort of real impact on anyone's lives. And maybe a few individuals here and there. I've noticed. But then I'm caught up in it. And I could go higher. Way higher. And uh, I knew a few people like this on the internet. And I haven't seen them anymore. I wonder about them. And I wonder about how to best harmonize with people and i feel like this is definitely the greater destiny is when one doesn't care about whatever their art is or i don't know what their image is certainly my image is not good with people and there's nothing i can do about that it's their perspective of themselves, basically. So, ah, dangerous, mystical, woo-woo, lodi, airy.
You're not grounded in the, the facts of life and the reality of life. And then they go on and they suffer. And then they're, they're, like, they're always depressed and worried and concerned and have anxiety and uh, ad hominem to the other side of society. And so I'm dropping all that now. So yeah, even talking about it, it's like, what are you saying? You're sounding pretty negative yourself there. It's true. Why am I saying that? They're also wonderfully enlightened Buddhas. And there's no judgment there. There's no judgment in anything, any action anyone does. You can do anything you want. Anything you desire. Because you'll have to go through those wheels over and over and over again. And as a society, we have to go through the, those cycles over and over until we get it right, so to speak. Getting it right just means letting go of our negative cycles. Because they're boring. We're bored of them. So bored of them. For example, I'd let go of playing violent video games. Done with it. I imagine I'll play... I'm, I'm, I mean, I imagine I'll play somewhat violent video games or... Uh, here and there, like Zelda and stuff. But I'm trying to get off of even the action of negativity, even the way I speak to others. I don't, I don't know. It sounds sometimes it sounds really uh, forceful. It sounds like it's not going to help uh, bring light onto the planet Earth, which is I imagine why a lot of people came here. They came here in a somewhat external way. Of course, the, another way of viewing it is for your soul's growth, subjective way. You're here for yourself, basically to evolve your love and experience. So anyway, this is nothing you haven't already heard before. Uh, it just sounds really boring, eh? and uh, I, I haven't—I don't—I haven't insight anything extremely original or unique. It makes me feel like, wow, this would really be pervasive in the world. So I'll just wander around it and whatever. Express whatever I need to express in one moment and just leave it. It's the best thing to do. I was lucid dreaming more often recently. That's always good. I always associate it with the book I read called Tibetan Dream Yoga, where this... Uh, Tibetan Rinpoche or Lama or someone was describing the the method of dream yoga as a way towards re more realization and so cool because <laughs> lucid dreams my cat just rolled over and fell fell down the table and he's struggling to get up uh, it's just cool because it feels like the most fun way to towards enlightenment if it's true that one can reach enlightenment during this path. And I have no doubt, assuming this came from, originally from Patmasambhava, some sort of ascended wizard of magical spells, and he has the, you know, magical dagger that you spin around in your hand to, I don't know, build up spiritual chi and stuff like that. It's just cool. And in lucid dreams, you can expand your consciousness in a number of ways. Uh, through abilities and whatever, fulfilling all the desires you want to fulfill that you can't fulfill in the waking life because the mechanisms of the machine are uh, too tightly wounded up and people don't really want to do anything right now. They just want to be left alone. Maybe that'll change. 
Uh, right now, no. It's just people want to be left to just kind of want to protest. And that's it. And then go home and do the same things they do. Who can blame them? That's what you're supposed to be doing in life, is to enjoy yourself. And so, unless there's some sort of new way to enjoy ourselves while also creating a new society, which some people are doing, but there certainly has to be more boring, gray-face uh, aspects to it if you want to integrate with the fact that police are going to point guns at you for doing something like that. Probably. Um, so so anyway, uh, yeah, if you hear sounds, it's just my, me moving my cat away from me and it, it not being very effective. Nothing I can do about it. It's just there. It's just a thing, like all things. So lucid dreaming has always been wonderful, and I've recently had a, like a string of lucid dreams. I don't know how they happen. They seem to happen spontaneously. Of course, there's methods and all that stuff to induce them, but I found that they always seem to happen spontaneously. That there's no real way to force yourself into it, although. Uh, I don't know. I, there, some people have said they do it every day. I wonder if that's true. I mean, I don't know if they said they do it every day, but they seem like they do it a lot more than me. And I guess there must be some sort of quality into the awareness that can allow it. Though I hear that be even in the Tibetan Dream Yoga book, says, yeah, you want to go beyond the lucid dream state also, eventually, once you've played around enough it's like another cycle of experience you have to play around with in order to eventually let it go. But these are positive cycles and not negative ones. So you play around with it, you split your body up, I don't know, you grow and shrink in size, you shoot fireballs from your hands, you shape shift, you talk with ascended masters, and then you eventually leave or meditate and eventually leave that state for some sort of colorless samadhi state of higher quality that can't properly be explained in words and it's interesting because during some of these dreams wrote a wrote about it a little bit uh i called it the article the intense energy of higher dimensions where in this state uh, there's sort of a astral quality that descends from the lucid dreams or that one can just jump into right away on occasion or go through portals or smoke DMT. Either way, you get access to the higher dimensions or as they're colloquially called in this day and age, densities, which means a higher vibration. And for me, uh, it comes in a, the shape of the form is more refined, it's more radiant, it has a higher quality to it in sight form, which I imagine is the pineal gland working overtime, developing some sort of fourth dimensional perspective or something. And I saw a dragon, an effulgent dragon, Radiant was he, blissful, and I saw it in the distance, and it was 
enveloped by a kind of like a dark void. And that, that basically the intensity of the energy was like, I don't want to experience this right. I knew it was benevolent. It was just a dragon that wanted to test me, basically. Seemed like, okay. Because prior to this dragon descending, I forgot to mention, I wished the wish. I wished my highest desire from a physical perspective point of view, which I've talked about previous podcasts. I'm saying, I don't want this to happen. I want to experience this. And so the dragon came to see, like, do I really, like, could I handle that? And I guess not, because I couldn't even handle the the silly old dragon. It looked kind of like a Chinese dragon that you'd see in uh, Chinese art. Uh, really long, uh, long, scaly dragon with those whiskers. But powerful looking. Not, not cutesy, like something you would see out of a uh, blockbuster video game. Like God of War or something. God of War had a Chinese version of God of War. And the dragon descended upon me. And I said no. I looked away. And then it disappeared. And then so of course my desire was not fulfilled. The intensity was not harmonized and integrated with. I failed the test. It sucks. Because I wanted to be more comfortable. I was like ah, I want to be more comfortable. I want to just... I want to, I don't want to face this right now. Even though it would have been a better thing if I did so. Now, in my life, I I'm paralleling it with my waking world life. Certainly, I was looking for a job. And I said to the universe, "Okay, I'll look at the vegan restaurant and if I don't get this job, I'm not getting a job. And I got there and I got an interview and everything. But then they're like, no, you need more experience. And I said, okay, I'm not getting a job. And then me came through again, be like, yeah, but you have to. Everyone has a job. You have to get one. You have to go out of your comfort and strive for more material success. And so... I chose to start looking for another job again, but then I quit halfway through after listening to that Ramdas speech. Made me realize, you know what? I I'm going to be okay not doing that right now. I'm gonna be all right just being myself and focusing on what I know I wanted to focus on, which is enlightenment, which is just being. Of course. For some people, rightly so, they'd be like, why would you worry about that? That's not life. I get it. But here's what I'm saying. I can get, I know, I've been in the flow state. I have a degree of enlightenment. I will say that now. I have a degree of enlightenment. So when you have a degree, when you got a taste of it, you don't just give it up for uh, some job somewhere where you now are focused more on the work than you are at obtaining higher refined dimensional experiences. But nevertheless, 
I chose not to face the Radiant Dragon. I chose comfort instead of a greater, more expanded comfort, which I didn't believe would be a more expanded comfort at the time. And so, uh, yeah, I stalled. And it sucks because then now I stopped having lucid dreams and I'll have to wait a while before that happens again. But anyways, still there is more conscious focus, or one could call it conscious work, whatever, zen state, the constant cutting edge of the now moment uh, that one could do. So I like to go in malls, and it's interesting. When I go into malls, I get that sensation of nostalgia or something where I remember in my past I was playing a video game and I had this childlike wonder and bliss of the art and music and I'll look at a shopping mall uh, window I guess where I'll have like Dragon Ball Z paraphernalia or anime paraphernalia or might just be a colored shoe, uh, just like a shoe that looks really colorful, or a cool shirt with palm, palm trees and uh, a beach. I'll just look at that, and then I'll have this sensation, this intense sensation, that I can almost liken to this dragon experience, where it's all—it's calling me to sustain it within myself, to hold it within my body, to be like, this is you, this is sadness and bliss this is intensity and fear and love all in one vibration and you can either think about it which unfortunately i did uh, recently where i'm just like oh i i, I should play a video game or, or i should uh, you know do make art about this sensation it's so weird to to trivialize it like that instead of just being in the moment. Now, uh, if it was one time or a few times, I actually advanced to the sensation where I was just totally in the moment. I didn't care about podcasts or, I don't know, talking with someone or creating music. Sometimes I'd consider this, I was advancing spiritually, mystical embodiment divining that energy and it flowed through me like a chill in my body like a vibration of ecstasy it vibrated and resonated on another level it felt good it felt like i was doing it i was obtaining it and then you know uh it's a constant endeavor is what i found and it has to be done it, 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 i wanted to say practice i don't know if it's that's the right word because it sounds like ooh, that's it sounds hard but no it's just more like oh you're just focusing on this instead of that you're focusing on the idea that it's like okay you want to be enlightened here it is <laughs> or do you not want to be enlightened and do you believe that enlightenment is not a preferable state of being? You would rather be in your 
yourself that has to plan and organize and coordinate and control and vary and weigh and compare. And comparisons always get me. And so the, that's the choice is what I'm finding. It's pretty, it's exciting because it feels like I'm on the precipice of something. But also I know, well, this is going to take some time. Like I can't just assume that I'm on the precipice of something that I'm more than anyone or less than anyone and so on and so forth. That's comparison. That doesn't help. This is only a way to delineate my experiences so far, really. One has to constantly be okay with folly. If one is ever to not care about it in the future, you just have to be okay okay with folly so i was right it was pretty cool because i was riding my bicycle uh, to some delicious vegan restaurant called mud pie where i bought a vegan tuna sandwich and a, a blue tea and then i took a picture of it because i wanted to uh, post that on twitter uh so i went uh, home and I was kind of listening to this audiobook that was, you know, it's just all spiritual audiobooks are the same to me. It's just like a reminder, like, oh, you realize you're more powerful than you believe you are, and you're a, an ascended one, you're God, so on and so forth. Everything is synchronicity, everything is divinely purposeful. It's like a programming for my mind. And obviously, a lot of times I have to get away with it, get away from it, because I realize, well, if... I need this to be okay, then this is just another drug, isn't it? I, I'm not going to become enlightened by listening to this. I'll have to do it. And, um, you know, let's swing that pendulum left and right. So I got into a state of being where I imagined enlightenment was now from the future inevitability of enlightenment. There was one... Kind of like pagan Norse spiritual teacher that I was listening to <laughs> briefly. It was like, you know, Odin, he's an ascended master, which is all our inevitable destiny. We're all going to be Odin. We're all going to be the blissful ascended one. And I realized one could embody that state of being in the moment by just assuming it is a reality because if all time is now then that is true but it's the same thing I, that anyone any mystic would have been telling you the buddha mind you are the buddha mind you are enlightened you, you know realize god now it's the same thing it's just saying it in a different way so it's assuming that bliss within you you find the bliss wherever it may be might be in the idea, oh, I will be that. Some sort of flying Patmasambhava wizard person in the future. <laughs> you say, that's me now. <laughs> and so I attempted to call forth that energy within me. And while riding my bicycle back uh, from that restaurant, I was calling forth that energy, which means... There was a conflict within me because I wasn't embodying it totally, which would have been no thought, which would have just been within the energy. And as a result of heightening myself to that level, 
I had a, a series of thoughts that were just really negative. They were just kind of really divisive towards, I don't know, certain perspectives. And I rammed into some pole. And I was like, ow. Now, the funny thing is, I saw that as a positive. I was like, thank God I rammed into that pole. Because it just made me realize how I was choosing not to embody that state of being that I was calling forth. Saying that all I had to do was embody the ascended state. And so I thought it was a good thing that I hit my uh, knee against this pole that's still kind of slightly, slightly uh, irritated now as a lingering reminder to be constantly within that cutting edge, razor's edge of the present moment. Which is not the words present moment, and it's not any thought that I'm now in the present moment or any imagination or otherwise. It's an actual reality of being in a blissful state of being, which can deepen and deepen and deepen. So it verily seems as though my work places my ego way too highly within myself it's sort of like oh my word i'm expressing my, my views my likes everything like that and it's so it seems so obvious that whatever theme i chose on the higher level was like no you want to be no one you want to have that experience of just being an energy form from the physical realm so that you have to challenge yourself to defy the negative energies that want you to be more selfish in the, in the way I'm talking about it now negatively selfish whatever that want you to be you know more expressive and more opinionated and things like that which is all good and well for anyone whose theme it is for to do that but if you consider your unique vibration is not to do that it's to be more stable to be more integrative with people and, and whatever because you sense the energies that flow through everybody. You sense that when you say even a stray word, static electricity uh, appropriates that individual, and it's like they're a porcupine with their shard, their uh, needles of uh, negative insight and trauma just projects outward to the universe, and you were th through you that occurred, not that, you know, if they're the creator of their reality, it's because it's through them. So, whether, which way you look at it, it's still a necessity for me to, you know, alleviate those forces. I've seen people, spiritual teachers, so-called, which, sure, why not, whatever you want to call yourself, they'll use ad hominem, or <laughs> I'll, I'll see them drinking alcohol and smoking a cigar while they teach their spiritual teachings. It's so, I mean, that's okay, right? That's no judgment. That's, they need that to express their perspective. But there's always, always the fact that there is no higher and no lower 
that's a fact. And at the same time, there is a fact that there is a higher and a lower. So there are individuals that if you gravitate towards them, they'll have a higher quality, more refined quality of state of being, higher, more highly evolved. We can talk in those ways without um, acting more superior or less superior. Because, because uh, you know, aesthetically speaking, it's weird though, right? Because it's saying like, yeah, that art piece of art is better than that piece of art. Uh, more beautiful, less beautiful. And that would create a comparison in someone's mind, which is negative. One cannot do that. Though... If one is at a certain quality of consciousness, it wouldn't matter. They would see Michelangelo's art as their own, so to speak. Because it's all subjective anyway, their creation. As, see, that's a way you can harmonize with the fact that we're at whatever level you're at, you realize that you can recognize a higher level. And... In that way, you can slowly gravitate towards it at your own pace. I imagine that's what I'm doing now. I see... Wow, I see society. Unless some weird special event occurs that kind of, like, allows people to recognize their repressed trauma. Hey, it's always possible. Mystical eschaton and everything. It actually seems kind of... It seems more probable than it ever has before. However, there can't be an expectation for it because it will always lead to disappointment. Always project your actions towards the future. When very well you could be doing something now that needs to be done or someone you need to talk to or what have you. So I will just end with... Some sweet reminders, as I always tell. Just so we're on the same page of mutual enjoyment. You, as an individual consciousness, can do anything you want. The fundamental structure of existence is unconditional love. Therefore, all free will is within your grasp. I'm not judging you. The universe doesn't judge you. Same old, same old. Now, certain words, of course, can sound like judgments. Information can sound like a hindrance upon your perspective. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. You just let go of all that and be like, oh, okay, I'm another person now. Completely new ideas and completely new perspective. Or you can drop all of that at once, but that would be called full enlightenment. And that seems highly unlikely for anyone to just kind of pick up on right away so you can work at whatever pace you need to slowly integrate these this huge jump across the abyss called enlightenment and ascension and just sort of uh, cycle through smaller experiences as a kind of practice so i always say if this were to be some sort of wisdom reflection the best thing to do if you're ever struggling the best thing to do is find whatever you desire to do the most and simply do that 
until you get bored of it. Simply do that consciously in the moment. Again, you can do whatever you want. You can do things you hate. I'm not, this is just a suggestion, recommendation. You continue doing that what you do. If it's writing, you write. If it's music, you music. If it's engineering, you're an engineer. You do it, whatever. With absolutely no expectations as to how it will envelop or involve or evolve from that. Because likely you'll drop it and do other things, speak with other people, so on and so forth. Society evolves. And then you evolve into more consciousness of what you really want to do. What you would really rather be doing. And how to get there. And what approach you want to get there. And if you even need to get there. Or if you just need to keep climbing the mountain solemnly. I have a section on my website called Spiritual Insight Now. Spiritual Insight. You can go there and click on it. And then you go to my Discord. And if you have any questions at all about your life. What to do. Questions in metaphysical terms or mysticism, I can assist you for free, absolutely for free, any life quandary. Because more than likely, it's going to, if you listen to what I say, it's going to accelerate your journey in some way. I'm not going to give you things that aren't going to be useful. I would require some sort of, I don't know, because I, I, I've listened and read all the things. I haven't got a higher truth yet, because it doesn't seem like one can be delineated within words. It would have to be some sort of mind-to-mind transmission like uh, the Zen masters gave to each other. So I am in the same state as I'm going to be until I... Take a flight to the Himalayan mountains, which would be really cool. I really want to do that. But also, there's a possibility of some sort of open contact occurring on planet Earth. So I might just stay here. I don't know. But it would be super cool if I took that journey and I was able just to write about my experiences with the occasional podcast for audio purposes. For the listener who likes to listen to things instead of read things. I know I like to listen rather than read. Because then it means I can do other things in the process. Uh, but also, what, what, whatever you're doing. Your passion or your boredom. Be aware about it. And then it can trigger more lucid dreams. And it'll expand your consciousness. And it will harmonize with other individual beings. And then they will be allowed access to the forbidden information. Or the information that's open to the public that they just don't want to see because they're angry at themselves. Which will allow change to occur more rapidly, I imagine. So whatever it is that you need to do in the world, you will know. At whatever degree you need to do it within, I say unto you, sweet human, light being, light bearer, and venture of the darkness, 
who goes into the darkness and sees all the disgusting, yucky stuff that they don't want to see, like the Iron Maidens of, of, of torture, spiritual torture, and otherwise. You go in there, you experience it, and then it's not so bad after all. You, just, you illuminate it. You're illuminating it, and it becomes a comfort zone. And you make the darkness your comfort zone. Any dark image that you see before you is created by you, so it is you. It is all you. No matter how weird or disgusting or seemingly xenophobic or whatnot, it's all a part of you that has to be integrated and harmonized for a better planet, a better world, of which I imagine we're moving to. And I don't know at what rate we will move towards it, but God, I hope it's as soon as possible. If not, then I'm just going to be doing basically the same things I've been doing for a while. <laughs> That's not fun. What do you do for fun? For me, sit down, meditation, raise the vibes as much as possible. Raise the vibes. Raise them. Raise your vibration as the hermetics used to say towards the higher levels outward from the free will principle to will to will. Your ecstasy. So that sounds kind of cool. Mm, please follow me on my website, jaronfun.com, and read some of the articles. I'm going to post more articles, and that's all I'm basically going to do. It's just kind of post an article every now and again, and a podcast every, you know, whatever, probably month or so, month or two or three, because I don't like talking as much. <coughs> I don't know why, I just, there's nothing to say anymore. I've said it all, it seems all cliche, and I don't know if anyone really needs it. Um, no one has replied to me that they need my stuff, so it seems to me that no one needs it. Uh, it seems they could just listen to Russell Brand instead. So, yeah, then I guess that alleviates me the opportunity to subjectify myself more which is probably more my theme however this all this stuff will remain and i will continue doing it until i get bored of it because i know i am not quite yet bored of it and so releasing that cycle will certainly be an interesting one maybe this will be some sort of captain's log documentation for some mystical wanderer to be able to climb the ladder in whatever stage of their life they need to uh, yeah. Hmm. It sounds as though I'm missing something particular within this line of logic. Because I want to, of course, speak on that lower level and the higher level at the same time. I want to speak from those that struggle to those that believe they are surrendering and yet are not. So many of those I see, uh, kind of false positivity, and then speaking about false positivity sounds like a, a, to me, a false positivity. Positive is positive. How can you be a false positive? Uh, how can you be that which you're not? And the, yeah, the chill wind of the winter will cleanse the spirit from those dynamics. I say unto you, sweet, loving, multidimensional wanderer, 
of the Earth plane, we will obtain that ecstasy, eschaton, through our own will and actions. And inactions. For those that need to do the inactions, you might have to be doing inactions right now. For sure, more people are probably need to do more inactions. So many actions we're doing all the time, all these actions, buying and working. If you move more towards inaction, you may find it better. Also, these are just suggestions, not exactly the way it, it works. This is only an open-ended conversation. And if you would like to come on my podcast, please do so. You can email me, jaronfun at gmail.com. Until next time, friends, keep within you that spirit of enlightenment and that wanderlust, and we will journey into the next dimension of this conversation later down the road when that time comes. I appreciate your ears. Thank you for lending me your ear for however long you did because it has helped me in ways and it will continue to help me if you message me at my Discord. Go to my spiritual insight section, my service section on my website. Speak more about your quandaries so then I can uplift myself as I uplift you which would be a magnetic energetic quality that will vibrate throughout the cosmos 